When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 55th episode of Kiwi and the Bird. I'm Kami. I'm Taylor. And in today's episode, we are giving a non-spoiler review about the poisonous and lethal Belladonna by Adeline Grace. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Here's how our book reviews work. We'll give you a little synopsis about the book, chat about the characters, and give our thoughts on the setting and writing style. And of course, we'll list out our favorite things about Belladonna and we'll end the episode with a rating of the book. If you'd like to support the podcast, you're welcome to click on the link in the episode description below. We'd be so grateful to have your donations. And now, on to the show. Belladonna is a YA gothic fantasy told through the eyes of protagonist Signa. This book has some kisses and alludes to sex, but is along the lines of PG-13 and is not graphic. Now, Kami will give you the synopsis. I can. I, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have eyes. I can read. Sometimes. Not on Tuesdays. <laughs> Signa Farrow despises death. Ever since she was orphaned as a baby, she's been passed off from relative to relative, each family member dying to get their hands on her inheritance, and slowly dying doing so one by one. Until Signa is sent off to Hawthorne House, where the ghost of her aunt haunts the halls and tasks Signa with saving her daughter from the same mysterious illness that took her own life. Only, Signa starts to believe it's not sickness, but murder. Solving this morbid mystery requires help, thus Signa must enlist the person she hates most, death. Not only to solve this murder, but to understand the powers growing within her. The protagonist in Belladonna is Signa Farrell. She's curious and keen to be accepted into proper society, but as someone who has a past riddled with death, all those who encounter her eventually end up six feet under. Loneliness is all that Signa knows, but maybe Hawthorne House will offer her a second chance. So what did you think about Miss Signa Faro or Faro? I like Faro. I think I've been saying Faro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. She's not my favorite. She's not. I was a bit, I was confused as to her motivations. I was confused as to how she made connections. Just because I was like, I, the only thing I'm getting from you is I'm lonely. Which same. Which, like, I get, but at least I'm funny. (laughs) (laughs) That trauma gave me wit, okay? And humor. I was forged from the god of humor himself. (laughs) So, I mean, to be honest, there were, this didn't really feel like Cigna's story. I feel like you could have switched her out with any person, any type of character, and it would have been the same. Yeah, I think with Cigna, for me, that I do feel like she does have an evolution in that, you know, her whole thing is about being accepted, right? Not being lonely anymore. And I do feel like the story does go at that, does attack that desire, tries to help Cigna solve it. But I think with Cigna, she just didn't quite feel central enough to the story as the protagonist. Yeah, I feel like the protagonist, like, they need to be rooted into the story. Like, the story cannot happen without them. And I just didn't feel that from Cigna. Yeah, or even, like, because you mentioned the way that she makes connections with people, which I do agree, she does kind of make it, she makes connections really fast, 
And I think that would have been okay if it had kind of been explained that she's so desperate for a connection that she makes them fast, like something like that. Like little things like that to kind of link up her characteristics. Yeah. I mean, it's connections with people, but also just like how she connects things in her mind. Mm. Like connections just all around were just not connected with me. In fairness, I do question the connections I make in my head. I mean, but like mine are, mine are at least like, completely randomized so it's like okay this doesn't actually go with this i think for me there's just a constant movie but it has no ending in my mind i'm just always left on a cliffhanger i was that so profound (laughs) am i having a moment (laughs) epiphany epiphany at age 22 epiphany tiffany my name's tiffany now (laughs) gross at age 22 okay i don't don't remember how old i am (laughs) In Belladonna, we also meet Death himself. Tall, dark, and mysterious, he has felt the pain of the world and the pain in death. Also suffering with loneliness, will the girl who can see and defy him be the answer to all of his problems? We don't know. We don't. Well, we kind of do. We read the book. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're reviewing it. So what did you think about Death? Death, like, I told this to Taylor before we started recording, but Death felt more of, like, a concept of a character than an actual character. In that, he didn't actually have any stake in the story. Like, if death wasn't in the story, things probably could have turned out the same way. Yeah, it was like, death didn't need anything. He didn't want anything. No. And he was a simp from the beginning. Ooh, a morbid simp. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I just, I just, I just, there just needed to be more to him. I think for me, I felt like my my main thing with death was that I wanted him to be more mysterious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, you, dude, you've lived a long time. You've seen many things. You've done many things yourself. And I feel like he was a little too open given his history. You know, like if I was death, I'd be the most closed off person you've ever known. Even more closed off than I am now, which is saying something. Yeah, we're real closed off, guys. And I feel like he would have so many secrets and intricacies and a little bit more intrigue to him. I think that was the main thing is that there wasn't quite enough intrigue. Like I didn't quite feel the com- the compulsion to figure him out. No. Where I wanted to. Yeah, and he's death. He's death incarnate, so he should be like this all-powerful being, but, like, he was completely limited, and we didn't understand why. But I do like that we can make a lot of killer puns about him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just dying to see what he does next. Oh! Um, I'm sick. (laughs) (laughs) He might be six feet tall, but I'm six feet under. (laughs) Oh, my gosh! Wait, how are you coming up with these? Um... (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Me. <laughs> now let's move on to the setting. Belladonna takes place majorly in Hawthorne House, a manor rife with sorrow and 1800s Victorian influence. All the glamour and parties try to detract from the mansion's past and its many ghosts, but like most haunted places, the dead don't stay dead. That's the definition of haunted. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> In the dictionary, it's like, the dead don't stay dead. 
with a picture of me just like with an X. <laughs> and like a ghost behind you. So what do you do think about the setting? Okay, here's the thing. If you have a story that is influenced by the Victorian era, I said this before, it has to feel like the Victorian era, right? I think, And I think the thing that most attracts people to that kind of like Pride and Prejudice Bridgerton thing is the fact that there are so many boundaries that you're not supposed to cross, but people do anyways. It's the whole thing of like, oh, this is forbidden by society, but I want it, right? And I think especially, like, romantically, in a romantic setting. Like, the the reason why we love, like, Darcy and Elizabeth and Antony and Kate is because they weren't supposed to touch each other because it's forbidden. It's, it's like, you don't get that. Yeah, the thing about the Victorian era is that it does have a, a rigid sense to it. Uh-huh. You know, there is kind of, I mean, it's conformity. You yeah. Know, <laughs> do this or you will be scorned. <laughs> By everyone you love. But then there is the raw passion in that you feel something so deeply that you're kind of willing to go against that for someone else. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if there's one thing, Kami and I truly love, truly, it's an aesthetic. Oh my gosh, we love it. <laughs> we love a really good, detailed, specific, immersive aesthetic. And with the 1800s, the Victorian era is that. It is a very deep era. It has a lot of details. It's very distinguished. It's it's an identity. It can be an identity. And so I feel like I wish this story better adapted that identity because, like you said, you get the, the feeling of the 1800s, but you don't quite feel like you're in the 1800s. Now let's move on to our next topic, the author's writing style. What did you think about Adeline Grace? One, this is completely kind of unrelated to the question. Yeah. But I feel like Adeline Grace is a really good author name. Oh, my gosh. No, it is. It flows. Her name flows. But it has, like, a literary feeling to it. Mm. Like a, I don't know. It's just a really good author name. (laughs) So, great job. I don't know. (laughs) Great job, Adeline Grace's parents. Adeline Grace for choosing your pen name. I don't know if that's your real name. Your ancestors, I I guess. Um. I think overall with the story that the voice was the voice. Like, I don't think the voice was necessarily trying to come off as anything necessarily distinct, which I don't think is bad or anything. I think a lot of stories do that because then you're, you kind of become the voice of the story. You kind of integrate yourself with the story. Um, I think for me, writing style wise that I do wish that plot wise, that it was a little bit more enriched, you know, a little bit more conflict, a little bit more discovery, a little bit more, mystery and intrigue to kind of help fortify it but I feel like at its base that the writing style was good the voice was adaptable to the reader and that overall you could get a good sense of things but what about you I didn't see how point a went to point b like maybe in her motivation maybe plot wise maybe like this I need to be able to like completely immerse myself and I just I can't do that with I couldn't do it with this book now, if you like death, belladonna berries, the Victorian era, ghosts, mansions, betrayal, plot twists, murder mysteries, distant relatives, inheritances, foxglove, society, social debuts, and a cotillion, a cotillion, <laughs> then this might be the book for you. You, oh, we should have said Halloween. Oh, 
this might be a good book for you for Halloween. Ooh. Ooh. It does have a little spooky vibe. It's like death, you know, it's always spooky. <laughs> <laughs> and ghosts and uh, poison. <laughs> Murder. It's also a very pretty book. The cover is very gorgeous, and the cover is very Halloween-y. We got some purples in there. We got a little flash of gold. And also the undercover, like, that was beautiful. Yeah. I didn't even know about the undercover until Kimmy showed me the undercover, and I was like, dang. That's pretty. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, Tay, based on our unique rating scale of one to seven, one being literal trash and seven being fangirl mania, what would you rate Belladonna by Adeline Grace? Hmm. This rating has been marinating for a while. It has. Because, fun fact, we read this book a week ago. Yes, but due to some co- scheduling errors on my part, <laughs> we had to delay the episode. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> and so I've been stewing on the rating, but I think I know what I'm going to rate this Ooh, book. Ooh, what are you going to rate it? I'm going to give Belladonna a. 3.85, which a three in our rating scale is to be or not to be, and then a four is Page Turner. And while I do like the basis of this story, you know, the parts that play, the Victorian era, the the mystery of death, you know, why Signa has this connection to him, and then a murder mystery. I love a good murder mystery. I do wish that these things were just a little bit more poignant, a little bit more specific, in that the events feel a little bit more important and distinguished in my mind. I think that this story is good at its base, but that it could be strengthened a little bit. But what about you? Um, We're going to differ a little bit on this <gasps> one. Oh. I'm going to give Belladonna a 3.2. Oh. <laughs> I think if you've listened to our episodes, you know by now that I really like a world that I can immerse myself into. I'm really into world building. That's a very big thing for me when I read books. So that was one part that was lacking for me. Two was the two main characters. I didn't understand their motivations and t- as to why they were doing what they were doing. And I didn't I didn't love the way that their characters were developed because I felt like one, like I said, death was just like a concept of a character. So nothing really happened with him. And the way Signa developed didn't make sense to me in terms of the plot, just because I didn't feel like anything was particularly happening for her to change her mind. Um, I also... Like, I need to be able to, 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 like, tell what's happening and not question it, like I said before. So that's maybe why it got the rating that it did. Thank you so much for joining us on Keeping the Bird for a book recommendation episode about Belladonna by Adeline Grace. We hope that you'll join us in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Bird. Once more, if you'd like to support the podcast, just click on the link in the episode description. We hope you liked today's recommendation. Join us for an upcoming book discussion episode where we're going to spoilers and details about Belladonna. And remember, like a library, at Keeping the Bird, shh happens.